I'm so glad to be back here, Shane, at the Whatever It Means to You podcast at Boat Studios in Destin, Florida. How was your trip, man? Didn't you just go to Atlanta? Yeah, man. I was in Atlanta for a few days. Uh, been can't can't talk too much about it, but I can share some things for sure. Um, been I've had an idea for a television show for several years now, and just recently have gained some interest from a production standpoint and a financial standpoint from a few people. So uh, we're, we're going to make the show. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I basically created what I thought would be my dream job and executed it. So I spent the last few days in Atlanta with Destin Patera from Lindsay Film, who's going to be the director of the show, and uh, a good, good friend of mine, ex, ex-native of our area, Jared Moxley. And we went up to Sweetwater Brewery and... Uh, got treated very nicely by them and shown around and came up with some story concepts and, and things, different things that we want to explore. Got to drink some, some, some good Sweet. beer. I like beer. I like TV. Yeah. When we showed up at, we showed up for our meeting with them at 10 30 AM. And as soon as you walk through the door, the, they met us and they're like, what kind of beer do you want? Yeah. They just, they and, just go ahead, right? And, and I said, Oh, I'll, I'll have a water. And she looked at me like, and Jared, he, he's like, you don't go to a barber shop and not get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay. So so we go, we're going through. They're kind of showing us around. We have a couple beers, and then they take us to a, a, a new spot of the brewery called the Woodlands, which is just all. It's it's like this one guy's this one specific brewer's science project, just hundreds of barrels. Tequila oh, barrels, okay. saw, yeah. wine barrels, whatever, and just he has seventy different things going on, and we got to try a lot of those. This is all before lunch, and we didn't have <laughs> breakfast either. So now I'm like two pints of beer, and then several samplings of these nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen yeah. percent barrel aged beers. That shit just fucks you up, anyways. Yeah, and like we're about got... to have a pretty serious lunch meeting. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to stop. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. So I showed up buzzed to my to our lunch meeting with some big wigs at at the brewery, but everything went great, man. They loved the idea. They gave us some different storylines to kind of explore as well to to help us execute. And we're gonna go back in November and shoot the motherfucker. Sweet. So yeah, making a TV show. Oh yeah, man. So it, it went. Everything went better than I could have hoped it, it would. I got to see a comedy show as well at the Laughing Skull. I've been wanting to go to the Laughing Skull since I've known about it in Atlanta. What's the Laughing School? It's right next to Vortex. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It's a comedy okay. club. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A famous a, comedy club. I didn't know it was a... Uh, I, I know what it is. I mm-hmm. know what Vortex is. I know what the Laughing School is. I thought yeah. it was just a... I thought it was just a venue. Just yeah. Like so so they do 10 Atlanta comics. I didn't know it was a And they each get 10 minutes each. So you get to see 10 different comics. And I'd say like... I'd say six or seven of them were like national act quality. Yeah. Yeah, they were great. Sweet. It's Atlanta. Yeah. You know, at, at Atlanta, I mean, aside from New York and LA, I mean, those are your two no, major the place to be, right? comic scenes. I'd say that Atlanta is probably right there with uh, Chicago or, or something like that mm-hmm. when it comes to a comedy scene. I'd say entertainment in general. Well, yeah, especially TV shows. TV shows, movies, yep. I mean, everything. Yeah, man. A lot of the, So a lot of that's going on. Oh, yeah, I won't, I won't talk too much more about about what else we did, but it was fun. It was a great trip. Uh, I'm glad to be back home. It was short-lived. I wish we could have. When we got done with our meeting at 4 o'clock, they were like, all right, just it's Friday night, so just hang out and 
drink whatever you want and, and have a good time. So then we have to make the decision. Like we just had a really professional meeting with these guys. <laughs> There's thousands and thou- thousands of dollars on the line here. Do we really want to stay no, here? <laughs> no, no, you don't stay there. <laughs> and plus, we had to be up at 5 a.m. to get back home because my niece sang the national anthem at uh, a Wimty Veterans event, at Jeff Hoops, McDonald's. At Hoops, yeah, Hope, huh? Hoops for Hope, yeah. So Hoops for Hope was on Saturday as well. Our friend Jeff McDonald, that's his, that's his charity basketball tournament where uh, alumni from the, the different local high schools, Choctaw, Fort Walton, Crestview, and Niceville, Face off against each other, and my niece sang the national anthem there. She found out like three or four days beforehand that awesome. she was going to do it. So yeah, she got to sing the national anthem, made my wife cry. And did uh, you get back in time to see it? Yeah, cool. Barely. Yeah, it was at noon. That's why I had to leave at five a.m. in Atlanta. But Jeff's a big. He, he's a he's a Choctaw alum, isn't he? Yeah, he's did, a Choctaw did, guy. Did, did you see that? Crest, you was. Did you, be- see, did you see that about their stadium? Their what? football stadium? No. It's condemned. It's shut down. They, it's it's just it's falling apart, and they haven't put any, they're broke. They haven't put any money into it, so they don't even know like what they're going to do this upcoming football season. Oh, they need money then. Hmm. Mm. Uh, you figure that those funds may have been allocated elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read oh, that part. There's going to yeah. be some weird yeah. things, oh, right? Yeah. That's going to be that's oh, not acceptable, right? It's got to be all, already weird things because uh, I know that, and like Destin just got approved to buy that church they're going to build that high school yeah so yeah money got shifted i think people are people are going to pissed we might need to look into that hmm interesting maybe so anyway uh just thank you everyone for listening again we're still having a really good time doing this love being in in boat studios we uh you know send us an email wimty.podcast wimty.podcast at gmail.com our guest today this is the most I think we've had in the room, especially since we've been here. Uh, Mr. Isham Hipsher, David Woodrow, and Caleb Berker together. They are the owners of a popular new spot in downtown Fort Walton Beach called the Ratchet Hatchet. I'm not going to tell you anything more about it because you're going to hear us talk about it for nearly an hour. So uh, please welcome my guest, the Ratchet Hatchet crew. From Boat Studios in Destin, Florida, it's the Whatever It Means to You podcast. It's something that most people don't like at first. With Jared Gramblin. I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. And Shane Denton. White people, yay! We got a good one for you today! All right, here we are the Whatever It Means to You podcast. We have a room full today. Uh, the... Three gentlemen representing the Ratchet Hatchet, Caleb Burker, David Woodrow, and Isham Hipshire. We made it. So you messed me up. We man. made it. We're uh, on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> we made it. Oh, what's what's? Oh, this is a different show. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Um, uh, that's okay. I just messed up your name. It's so all good. Yeah, a little payback. We'll start. Uh, we'll start the show off with a jab for jab, man. That should get things off to a really good start. I love you, bro. <laughs> you too, man. Good to see you. Yeah, you've been a while. Man. Um, yeah, Aisham and I have worked together on several different projects for probably what five, six years now. For a minute, yeah. So, so cool. Well, let's uh, let's get right to it. Uh, you reached out to me probably what like six, seven months ago, and were telling me that you're involved with with the with these boys with the Ratchet Hatchet now. Yeah, so. man. Uh, yeah, the Ratchet Hatchet is is uh, David, who's who's to my right. 
um, he, he started the idea. He, it, 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 it's kind of weird because all three of us are military vets, right? We all three worked on the flight line, but none of us we're worked together. Right. We, we all just found this out, you know, mm-hmm. after the fact. But anyways, his kid and All and three my Air kid, Force? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I know, right? There's four of Air us. Force Shane's, Shane's the odd man out. Loser. Yeah, <laughs> Shane <laughs> over there. What did you do when you were in? Uh, I was one Charlie, one Charlie five uh, radar uh, and uh, air, aerospace warning and control, basically homeland defense. Nice, nice, yeah, yeah man. So we we uh, you know we eventually partnered. Super long story short, I'm sure we can go into the details more more later. But um, yeah, we we uh, David told me about this wild idea of of putting together an, an axe throwing uh, range that was going to be downtown Fort Walton. I told him he was a fucking idiot because that sounds like a terrible idea. And then he tells me it's BYOB, and I'm like, "You're definitely, yeah, you're, you're gonna your get rockers, sued." Dude. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a terrible idea, you know. So it went from it went from me being like, "Oh God, I gotta say a prayer tonight for my buddy David because he's gonna lose all his money," to me going in and actually seeing the shop and was like, "Oh." I get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Like I just pictured this wild west free for all with people running around drinking, throwing axes. But it's a very, very uh, structured environment. And then I threw an axe, and then I stuck it. And when I went through that whole phase of being like, "This is total bullshit," to sticking an axe and feeling that euphoria, I was like, "Someone else is gonna feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like this is a winner. This yeah. is a winner." And so I'm like, maybe David's not too crazy after all. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then he, he actually partnered up with, with Caleb before I came into the mix, and I, I'm, I'm the new guy uh, on the team. So, Sure. Well, to be fair, I remember the, the conversation that you and I had probably about a year and a half to two years ago, right after the Rooftop concert yeah. that Imogene did, and you were t- I think that's when you, the first time I'd ever heard of Ratchet Hatchet. And my thoughts were similar to yours at first. I was like, wait a second, it's what? What happens? <laughs> Okay, so you go in a building and, and you throw hatchets, cool, and you get to drink while you're doing it and all that. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds uh, like a fairly risky business. Uh, but obviously, it's not been. Like, it's been good. So uh, Super good, let's, yeah. <laughs> So let's get into that. David, you you started it, right? Like, did you just get out of the service and go? So like, kind of, like, do you want you want to get up in there? Be a little Am I close enough? <laughs> um, oh no, <laughs> so basically I, I did eight years and I had super bad management. I had good management too, but I had mm. bad management that outweighed the good. So I was like, all right, I'm out. <clears throat> and uh, I got my my pension and all that garbage. And then... Your pension? Like my higher tenure, for people who don't know, it's basically a pension. Mm-hmm. Like when you leave in you know, respect to like, hey, here's something so you don't immediately fail in life. Okay. <laughs> and then, so I had my VA disability coming in, and uh, I had a decent amount of savings and stuff. So I was like, I don't want, and I did like some subcontracted, like security and uh, some other odd jobs. Like, ca- I'd had a cabinet installation business for a few months, and I was like, this sucks. I don't <laughs> want to do this either. And I was like, screw it. Like, not to brag, but I blackout drink a lot. And, uh, <laughs> I was sick of all the bars downtown. I was like, yeah, there's like something, bring something new, something cool or something fun. So I was like, screw it. I'll, I'll make my own. So I got a loan, a super sketchy loan from a friend of mine back home. And a super sketchy loan. Oh, super sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> how how does that work? Like no paperwork. Like, kind of. Yeah. It's <laughs> like if he ever gets caught doing what he did for me, he's in a lot of trouble, but money's all paid back. We're all good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now we're legal. Now we're, you know, we're by the book now. Okay. And, uh, 
yeah, I just I just did it and it worked and I couldn't believe it worked. Like literally, I was like, this is never gonna work. This is a stupid idea, but it worked. And now I got a bunch of other stupid ideas. And as soon as we <laughs> save up money, we're gonna enact all those. Okay. So yeah, it's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, I I went and probably six months ago I went and did a hot yoga session at the the yoga studio that was nice. right next to the ratchet hatchet yeah and it was hilarious to me because we'd be like 15 minutes into like this peaceful yoga thing and all of a sudden you'd hear fuck <laughs> and like you can hear the people next door like the fucking throw it's like uh it's a complete just contrast to what's going on in one room versus what's going on in the other. <laughs> and like it, it uh, you could tell that uh, some people were upset by it, but I thought it was hilarious. Like I was like, oh, la- yeah. I was laughing my ass off in this, in this yoga room because some people take that stuff really seriously. And it was just, it was fun to hear. Uh, uh, the yoga people are, <laughs> are so not what you would expect. Like, uh, you're, you're like, Oh, they're peaceful and cool and everything's all good. And then they're like, you're screwing with my life. And it's like, <laughs> you're fucking with my cheese. Yeah. Bitch. And so, like, we'd be out, like, drinking and smoking late at night, like, you know, just chilling. And they're like, they're getting out of class. And we're like, hey, what's up? Health nuts. And they're like, cigarettes are going to kill you. And I'm just like, whatever. Why don't you guys come over and have some fun? They're like, that's not fun. Sweating aggressively and being very quiet is fun. And I'm like, whatever, nerd. This <laughs> 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 stupid. This Sweating aggressively and being quiet is fun. Let's so, get out of here. So we did the right thing and left that location to a one twice as big, and now we're right next door to a ballet studio. Okay. So <laughs> we, we tried. Yeah, they, yeah, they're actually good neighbors. So uh-huh. <laughs> where is that? Literally right around the corner. If you if you guys are familiar with downtown ninety eight, uh, where we were was pretty much right next to Coasters, uh, and now we're right in between the ballet studio and the t shirt shop right there on the corner. Mm-hmm. So so what it, so do you mean like need to make an appointment or do you just like show up and say I want to throw some axes? Is there any prep work that needs to go into? It depends on the day, honestly. It's if you try to go in like a Friday or Saturday, you're probably not going to get a walk in. Mm. Mostly every other day, you're good with getting a walk in, especially now that we have five lanes open. But busy, I'd say probably around six o'clock Friday or Saturday, it, it's going to be like a four hour wait. Oh wow. That's a good problem for you guys. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's it's not a bad problem. Yeah. Do you have to switch out the boards like after each like session or what? <laughs> yes. It's it's not each session. It's and it's only certain boards. The middle board, obviously, everybody learns how to throw, so they're always going to aim for the bullseye. So the employees have to change that one out quite a bit. We're actually working on something to alleviate that, and it could fix a lot. Not necessarily problems, but just help the business grow. Mm-hmm. Working on a different type of target altogether. Super stoked about that. Yeah, that'll be fun. But also, for right now, if anybody needs firewood, it's free and it's non-pressure <laughs> Come treated. Come now. get that stuff. I'm sick of paying to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting rid nice of our plug. wood is always, yeah. always hard to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially if you can get rid of it like in a, in a responsible way, like get it used at least, right? And just throwing yeah. that shit away, you know? Um, how do you get away with allowing people to drink while they're doing this? Um, so... Legally, it's not as bad as people would assume. I mean, if you think of um, darts in a bar, there's no guidelines. There's nobody teaching you safety rules. You walk right in front of a dart. Like, the way that we set it up is very safe. It has that intimidation factor, which is kind of what helps sell it. Like, you are throwing axes. But when you look at it, it's it, we've set it up to where it's safe. Like, you're not going to get hurt. Also, prohibition's over, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, the, the drinking isn't that bad. You know, we, we thought the insurance was going to be a, a big disaster. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they 
And, and it, it, I mean, it helps that. Well, you have to get like a consume on premise license or something like that, or it's falls under a bottle service license. Mm. Um, but that's all. I mean, honestly, Aishan deals a lot with the city, and that's all paperwork stuff. That's not my strong suit at all. Mm. It's not things I like to deal with. But, it's um, not sexy for the radio or yeah. for the podcast, that's for it, sure. Well, so it's all about to change. So we, we're going from BYOB to an actually functioning bar. We're going to beer, wine, sake, and mead. Mm. And that's a hard sell because nobody knows what mead is except, like, weird, uh, <laughs> like, LARP people. I've been, I've been to a mead bar. Okay. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. I'm yeah. finding more and more people yeah. have heard of mead. I've never heard of mead. When David came to me with this, I was like, what the fuck is mead? Like, oh, yeah. Where, Where was the mead bar? It was in Pensacola. Is it dope? Uh, that's not the word for it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It was it was strange, and I'm pretty sure that the person who was talking to us about all the mead, because we, we did a sampling of like eight different types of mead, and that's funny you said that, because I'm pretty sure he was a LARPer. Like, you just get that <laughs> they feeling. usually are, yeah. And so I guess that's just part of the culture. Uh, but I, I learned a lot about mead in a very short amount of time and got to drink a bunch, but that stuff's, it's, it's tough to drink, man, just cause it's just straight sugar. It's basically. sweet. Some yeah. of them are cause, uh, my neighbor actually, he's a weird guy, but he's got his own beehive and he makes his own mead. Like mm-hmm. he's literally from like farm to table with his own stuff and like true mead. Cause like the commercialized stuff has more sugar for like. You know, people to enjoy it or whatever. Not like con- like people are like oh, I don't like dry wine. It's like here, have the stuff that tastes like Shasta or whatever. <laughs> you know, so that's how they 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 up flavor it. Yeah. But some of the meads are like super non sugary. Yeah, they're just chill. Yeah, they're like kind of like bourbons. Honestly, yeah. some of them. Hmm. Well, that's good that you'll be able to serve alcohol now because I mean that's obviously a a, a huge market for uh, profitability you know yeah we tried gummy bears people just weren't into it yeah (laughs) gummy bears and axes (laughs) (laughs) so so do you so do you go and you just do you throw the axes or are there different i'm sure there's different games that they've come up with that you can play yeah yeah good question and and that's that's kind of you know most people that walk in they're not they don't walk in like hell yeah let's let's throw some axes most people walk in with a big question mark over their head like Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, what is this? I, I've heard about this and whatnot, uh, but you know, they're 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 uh, not intimidated enough to walk in. So so that that's step one. Um, but when you come in, you're, you're greeted by. I mean, our staff, we literally we're, we're customer first. Like we're, we, I shouldn't say customer first because we're more really team first. But because we're team first, we put a huge focus on our customers. But we want everyone to have a good time. So when they walk in, they're immediately greeted. Um, we we uh, answer your questions, get you to sign a quick waiver, um, and then uh, you'll you'll get uh, escorted back to your lane by what we call a lane runner. And that person essentially is is your server for for the night. So they'll guide you. They'll they'll give you all the rules. They'll uh, they'll let you know how to throw. They'll have a couple people come up and give you some some guidance, teach you how to play a game, come back and take drink orders and and, and all that good stuff. So that way you can just literally show up to your lane for for your hour and just enjoy and, and not have sure. to you know escape or or feel lost or anything like that. You'll have someone there to guide you. But yeah, there's there's tons of games that uh, these guys have come up with, uh, and then there's some stuff that there's some stuff that that's I would imagine that other other yeah. alleys yeah. use. No, but, there's and uh, that's something that David was mentioning. A lot of <laughs> a lot of people steal because axe ranges are so new, and like we don't have a problem with it. We want the community to grow. I have a problem. But with yeah, it. there is that like salty jab. Like if we post a video, every axe range follows every axe range, obviously. So you're gonna see what the other people are doing. 
And as soon as something's done, like we notice it pops up everywhere. <laughs> so we always like to give shout outs, but it, there's been a few occasions where we've done something that's different in the community and you see it pop up all over the next week and everybody's doing it. And there's sure. Yeah. Well, Im- imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen I, I over the last couple of years I've seen people throwing axes like in people that I know in different cities and stuff like that. Like I see people at other axe ranges and stuff throwing it. So it's obviously a, a trending idea or or business, you know. You haven't done it yet, I take it. I've not. Oh, we gotta no. get you out there then. Yeah, we'll come throw some axes. Dope, dope. Maybe what's how late are you open? Late. Yeah, <laughs> like tonight? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you open late tonight? What's yeah, hundred percent. What is our schedule? Today? What is today? Today's what? Tuesday. We have, we have trivia later. Yeah, we have we have to go to Fort Walton anyway because we host trivia at the Pallet Bar every Tuesday night from seven to nine. But um, but but anyway, <laughs> um, after trivia, we might Dude, we might down be down to go axe. throw some axes, dude. Man. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Su- Sunday through Tuesday we close at uh, ten, and then oh, Wednesday shit. through. Wednesday, Thursday, we close at new, uh, midnight, excuse me, and then Friday and Saturday, 2 a.m. Yeah, but if oh, you guys okay. are coming out for sure, we'll just tell our managers to stay open. We'll open Oh, up. man, no. No, no literally not a problem. I'll just give them a six-pack. He'll be chilling. If we <laughs> we'll, we'll come hang out. It'll give us a we'll reason. We'll just make sure we're, we're out by 9. Yeah, yeah, we'll just get out of there by 9. We'll be there like 9, 10. Do you guys do trivia every week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, is it always like the same topic or? Um, general knowledge. There's always a music round in the middle. There's three rounds. Yeah. Have you guys been to Pallet Bar yet? Uh-uh. Pallet Bar. Oh, you should. That's a lot of wood. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It. It's um, <laughs> it's where Black Angus used to be. Um, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That place okay. is sick. Yeah, they yeah. just they just redid all of it, and it's upstairs. La- last Tuesday, we've only been doing it probably like five five weeks now, mm-hmm. four or five weeks. And last Tuesday was kind of weird, just because there were no seats at the bar, and like they don't even we get that on weekends yeah, we yet because whatever. So like, there's a lot of players. It's a lot of fun, you know. No I didn't realize they had a reach like that because every time I drive past, there's like no cars. Yeah, that's why we were like, "Fuck, this is Tuesday," you know? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about that place that used to be like a, little, a Cajun joint for a little bit, right? You're, you're talking about the same it's place by Goofy on... Golf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I always thought that was like a, some kind of a drug ring or mm. laundry thing. Because yeah. man, <laughs> there's always been a business there is a laundry there. place right seen... next to it. Is there? Okay, so they're <laughs> definitely money laundering. And then, and they're then definitely washing we, it. When we pulled door. up the first time, there's a rock shop yeah. to the right of it, and I was like, "A rock shop? What the hell is a rock <laughs> shop?" And it's yeah, I had to go investigate. I thought it was like, oh, that that's kind of you know like niche. Uh, they probably sell you know like tiles and bullshit. No, they sell fucking rocks. You just go buy rocks with like googly <laughs> eyes on them. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, we're, we've yeah. been doing this all wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you ever look up the the history of the guy who invented the pet rock? That yeah. dude made stupid money. Really? Did he really? Oh, dude, he killed. He like because so he he made one for his granddaughter. And she loved it, and she took it to school. And then, like, some little boy, like, traded his, like, pudding at lunch. He was like, I want that. So he was like, all right, cool. Literally went and, like, just got a bunch, hot glue, and, like, was just selling them. Like, like, you know, eyes on it or something? Yeah, googly eyes and a a Sharpie mouth. That was it. (laughs) And he went to, like, a bunch of, like, local stores and, like, had the little stupid box that says, like, hey, here's this novelty crap. And it, like, just... Went all over America like that. He trademarked it and stuff. He, so people, he became a millionaire. Oh, dude, oh he, yeah. He he blew up it for six months. He sold them for four dollars a piece. He sold one point five million units. Yeah, what? In six months. <laughs> yeah, that's got to piss off the guy who invented the noodle. Oh, imagine how the guy who invented the rock feels. <laughs> God is furious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those were free. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, his overhead was nothing. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, googly eyes. Yeah, wow. if you buy the googly eyes in bulk, you're, I mean, you're probably a penny a piece. <laughs> if that, oh. penny a like, bag of googly eyes. How frustrating. That's yeah. awesome. That's Good for him. Yeah, thanks for that Sir. knowledge. Yeah. Uh, see, I learned something new. We were talking today how I like bringing in people because I can. Do they guys full of like just crazy <laughs> random stuff? Yeah, and now I know about the pet rock. Yeah, well, it's stuff like that's good to know for like wannabe entrepreneurs and stuff. Because like, if fidget spinners is a successful thing, mm. then why not? Yeah, like because I used to think like, oh, business, you know, you're gonna need a lot of college education. But like, no, yeah, just just go for it. <laughs> well, what I've what I've come to realize a lot lately because. I've, I've, dude, I failed at so many things throughout my life. Uh, different ideas I had, different jobs I did. And so it made it, whenever I had an idea for something, whether I thought it was a good idea or not, like I'd immediately become intimidated because I'd be like, oh, it's never going to work. It's never going to work, whatever. And finally, I just had, like, got the mindset, says who? <laughs> you know. Right. So now anytime I have an idea, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. It's never going to work. I mean, if you put in the effort, chances are it'll work out better a lot of times than you think it will if you hadn't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. whenever I start to feel this like, like this pushback, that's like, no, you're thinking crazy. That that, that idea is never going to work. Whatever. I'm just like, says who? And normally it's just me that's right. saying that. Yeah, you know. Sure. So. And then when when you jump in a little bit, when you actually jump in the water and go, you know, I think the next natural question that comes to our minds is, how are we going to make this happen? And I think that holds a lot of people back from from taking that step. Is not necessarily like, can this? But how the hell do I do this? And mm. what's crazy is. You know, me looking back and through my career, I'm sure all you guys can say the same. Uh, you know, throughout the successes you had, was the the how always appears. You take the step, next thing you know, you get a random email or a phone call from a friend or something that that lines the next you know the the next step up, and it, it's always wild. So, yeah. Well, if it doesn't though, that's when that's when you really get to that's learn. When you sweat. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. No, it's actually kind of crazy because you're saying like the how just kind of appears, like that whole like Simon Mall thing, and like yeah. this weird stuff keeps coming to us. But you and me, uh, Caleb, this guy I'm referring to for those who aren't videoed in, right <laughs> who aren't now, watching, who aren't in the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were just like shooting the shit one day. We're like, what if we, what if we made a school? And like we just were like, you know, just going off with the jaw. And apparently Caleb told Aisha later, he's like, how much, how many days have you guys been working on this? And Caleb's like, it's like a 20 minute car ride. Like we just come up with the dumbest things. But like we, we think through because of like what we've been through, you kind of have to like, you see the target and then every like, you know, everywhere that the arrow goes through, you're like, yo, it's going to go here. And you just, you know, you walk that path through your imagination and then make it manifest it, whatever. Sure. Sure. Well, you also can't be lazy either. I'm sure. I'm sure you all, you know, know that from building a business. It's there's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of things that are thrown at you that you have to be able to navigate through as well. But uh, being lazy and not willing to put in the effort is definitely detrimental to any of that as well. I'm so, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that what? So, I mean, once you get it built, then what's your day to day like? Right now, our day to day, literally, it's insane. It changes every week. Mm-hmm. Like. We've separated it, so now with the three owners, uh, David handles finance, I handle marketing, and Aisham handles operations. Obviously, if there's a big business problem, it's all of our problem. But with that, we get to zone in a little more on things that we're particularly good at. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it changes so much. Like We were talking about that on our business trip a few weeks ago, is like, it was about a year ago, I think, that we were like in the shop, like changing boards oh, yeah. and like using like our biggest problem. We'd wake up and be like, 
we need Sharpies for the boards. Like there's gotta be a better way to do targets and like employee payroll. Now I haven't thought about things like that in literally a year. Cause yeah. it, as it grows, which is good. Cause we want to be able to, we see so many owners that get stuck in their business and they need to be part of the business, but we do want to sell this eventually. Like that's our end goal. And you can't sell a business with you attached. When people start to look into buying things like that, that's a big question they ask is like, what if the owner stepped away for a month Would the, our business would not do good. If the three of us disappeared for a month, it, it wouldn't do terrible, but not a lot of owners can say like, Oh, I'd be fine. Sure. But when you can get to that point, that's when you have something that's actually lucrative. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can be like, this works. Look, it's, it's self operating. So we've been reading a lot of books. We're very dumb. So, <laughs> so we try to uh, compensate by reading as much as we can. Cause that's just something that gives us a little edge. Yeah. Well, when selling businesses too, though, a lot of times the, the owner kind of has to come with it for a few years. Like for example, the place that we're in right now, they've gotten some insane offers to, to purchase their business. But then there's also always a clause that will put you on a salary for this amount sure. for three years. while We take over the business to get the transition smoother. Mm-hmm. But like, <clears throat> it's kind of like a watch, not like the ones now that are all digital and mm-hmm. You know, you can pull a Pornhub or whatever, but like, <laughs> you know, you think about like a watchmaker, you create a system, you create, you know, this cog does this, that cog does that. So, you know, when shop ops has the the list that we've been through that we know works, that we know gets it done, when we have, you know, the media and we have scheduled, you know, you boost on this day, you, you create on this day, you, what do you call it? Building a farm or a build a, you have like a cache to pull from. Yeah, like stockpile, like just for your social media push. Like. Mm-hmm. You need a microphone, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) Anyways. And then, so like once I get all the financing and like the imagery done, because it's, it's, it's about the target goal. Like in archery, if you miss your target, that's called a sin. So like, you know, humans are the only thing that can target anything. Now our targets are bigger. They're business. They're millions of dollars. They're, you know, global change, things like that. So if we create our systems, then even if they did need one of us, they wouldn't really need one of us. Sure, sure. You know, so you need to make it repli- You need to make it replicable. Yeah. You know? So every watch has the same cogs. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's all yeah. we're trying to do is just build those. Yeah. Checklists. I think the <laughs> biggest challenge for us, um, because there are other axe ranges. You know, we were definitely not the first one. Um, we were definitely the first in our area. Um, but what, one of the things that excited me the most, and one of the main reasons why I came on board, is just the culture that we're looking to create with the Ratchet Hatchet. I mean, you go to any one of these other axe ranges, and you you kind of walk into Disneyland. It's just fun. It's very bright colors, and you know, very clean. And, and not that there's anything wrong with you know with being clean, but you, you, you'll see what I mean if you just Google axe ranges and look at some of these. But then you come to the hatchet. You know, and then you come to our shop, and we're pros. You know, don't get me wrong, but it's just more dark. You know, there's more of an ambiance there. We listen to dope ass music. Mm. It's just a fun atmosphere that's unique. You know, you're not gonna go get a Jack and Coke, unfortunately, but we'll serve you a dope ass mixed drink that you've probably never had before using mead. Okay. You know, so you can it's also just get a Jack and Coke at coasters. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go next door and get a Jack and Coke and bring it over next to the most popular bar. Yeah, yeah. All right. So wait. So you're still on the strip then? We yeah. are. Okay. Like, you know, the back okay. of the old location, that huge patio, mm-hmm. that's still our back. It's just the other door on the other side. Okay. So it's around the corner. Okay. Right on. Yeah. We're like 40 feet from the old place. Okay. 
Yeah, so the move was easy. Why is well, that? Just because they had more room? You guys still wanted to move? We needed more room. The first place was very small, and we were getting full really quick. Mm-hmm. We were so. pissing off the yoga people, man. We had to had to expand. Yeah. I wonder what it's like getting in a fight with a yoga person. I don't know. I guess it depends on if they're in really good shape or not. Yeah, they're, yeah. Pro- they're probably <laughs> flexible. Yeah. <laughs> but their bones aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yoga moms out there, we we love you, we love you. Yeah. Did you guys ever go do it? Have you done yoga? Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you do it there? I've never done a class there, but yeah. I'm pretty avid. This guy, he's pretty, he's pretty impressive. He, he put. Did you do? Was that on 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 our Instagram on the Ratchet Hatchets and stuff? What the that video you the did? Yoga video. No, yeah, when that. you went down to Turkey Creek, it blew my mind, dude. I, like I didn't know. Like Caleb's one of these guys that. It's just fucking naturally good at everything, and it pisses you off a little bit, mm. you know. Like he, he'll he'll grab a, a bow and an archery or whatever, and just nail a bullseye, or he'll throw a spear from like forty feet away and stick it like the first time, or do some crazy backflip off a building and land on his feet, you know. And while everyone else face plants and dies, he's just that guy. And so I forgot the point that I was getting at. Yeah, it only came with like crippling social anxiety. <laughs> so it's like it's a fair it's a fair trade. It's real impressive. I wish that guy went out more. <laughs> Stay inside. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I, I go to hot yoga quite a bit. I'm not like in shape. Yoga, There's a lot of women there, so yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah, are you guys, Are any of you married aside from Aisham? I used to be. Okay. And then no. Yeah, life. Yeah. And then life happened. Yeah. And Kayla was just absolutely scared of women. Yeah, he really he is. <laughs> Are you? Terrifying. Yeah, I don't like being around just people in general. <laughs> you guys can't see Caleb, but he's what? very tattooed, neck and face and, and everything. Caleb, and what did you women. do in the service, man? Uh, I was weapons. Okay. Yeah, so nothing crazy, just mechanic. Okay, right on. When did you guys go through uh, basic? Uh, must have been like 2009, I want to oh, say. No. Yeah, about you? I was, I was January of 2009. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well... No, December, December and January. So you all are both r- relatively recently out, like within the last. Oh, he did. Few years. Caleb did six years, and I did eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've been out for a little bit. Yeah. And what were you guys both at Eglin, and then you just decided to stay here? Or? No, I never got stationed. It's mine's kind of a long story. Going to another time. I, I travel a lot though, so I came down here from Alaska. Um, oh wow! Is that where you are from? Would you say you're from Alaska? No, or? no, I'm mostly from California. Okay, but uh, I was doing a fishing season up there. Before that, I was living in Spain for a while. I just, I just like traveling. Okay, and then um, that's that's my ambition for business is I want to be able to travel and not have to stop. So I want to set up these businesses and systems in place to get that income. There's no better place in America to get money. It's it's very easy. Mm-hmm. So if I get these businesses making income to where I can travel and I don't have to stop, that's that's my end goal. Yeah, sure. But do you read the four hour work week or whatever it's called? I have read that one. Yeah, yeah. That's what that basically that whole book is about. You know, creating creating basically passive income so you can yeah. the, the new rich is what they call it. So you can just kind of travel, do a few hours of work a day and from wherever. You don't need yeah. to be at any location. Yeah, remote kind of work. Yeah. And it does, and the thing is, it doesn't take a ton of money to be able to do that, right? You know? uh, unless you have, you know, a family that you Lifestyle, have to bring with yeah. you. And, I yeah. also want to be violently rich, though, just to do the craziest kind of stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, well, I think Travis Pastrana sky was skydiving in Dubai, and they let him throw his backpack out, yeah, and jump after it. You can't do that in skydiving Destin or wherever. <laughs> like, you have. I mean, to, you you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do, I, yeah. I know a guy. Yeah, but it, it's. I mean, if you have that type of lifestyle, that 
millionaire type lifestyle, it affords you a lot more opportunities to do crazier things. Yeah. You know, me and Dave were actually just talking about this. Like, it's fun learning to skateboard. Like, you do your first ollie and you're stoked as a kid. But, like, when you do an actual big trick, it's it's 10 times better. Mm -hmm. And then if you get, like, professional level and jumping off huge 60-foot ramps, it's tenfold that. So the... I'm just searching for kind of an adrenaline rush, I guess. Sure. That's that blackout drink I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever people He did share with me the other day that he truly wants to hunt. Uh, and I hate to say this for the, all the, the, the animal lovers out there. Caleb's a massive animal lover. But there's a big, I guess there's this one place where there's certain amount of grizzlies are overrunning the population. And they have hunts where you use a spear, and this crazy mofo wants to do that. Like, that's his hmm. jam. Kill a bear with a spear? A spear. Tell me about this. Hold on. I don't know much about it. I know they do it up in parts of Alaska, and that's literally it. That that just seems like a pretty fair, like... Fight. If you, if you can take out a bear with a spear, that's not really... Because I don't want to hunt, like, with a sniper rifle and shoot mm-hmm. a deer. That's just like playing a video game. It doesn't see... There's no threat. Mm-hmm. This is something about fighting a bear with a spear sounds pretty epic. <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll go fishing. Yeah, I'll leave that to you, man. <laughs> That's nothing. I, I I lived in Alaska from my, from the time I was one to seven, nice. so I've seen enough bears in my younger and, and moose and all that kind of stuff to know just steer clear. I'm good on that. Did man. you? How did you like living in Alaska? I know you're. It was young, all I knew. From one to seven, so all I my guess first when memories were yeah, there. Just like, about it's life. just how it was. I was like, okay, in the winter it's just dark, and in the summer it's I like. I remember being like six years old and being pissed because we had to come in. My parents made us come in at eleven o'clock at night, and I wanted to keep playing baseball in the schoolyard with <laughs> all the other kids. Yeah, you just don't sleep during the summertime, and during the wintertime you just try not to kill yourself. <laughs> it's a happy, it's pretty, yeah, happy medium. My kind of place. Alaska's yeah, a good well. place. But it's beautiful. There's nothing, you know, I don't want to say there's nothing like it because I'm sure along those lines of yeah. latitude, there's a lot like it across. But uh, <laughs> but it's a pretty cool place. You know, my, my dad and uh, mom just went for the first time since since we left there in 90. Nice. Uh, they just went back. My dad's about to retire. So he's using up some of his like built up leave and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And they went to Alaska for two weeks. So, but they're gonna go every summer. So now uh, I have an in. Nice. I'll be able to like fly up there in the, in the summers now and hang out for a week or two. So, That's what's up. Yeah. How can we get this spear bear hunting cage match, like UFC style? Ew. Like, can we own that? Dana White will fund it. I'm sure. Okay, cool. Because I mean, if the bear signs a waiver, then it's legal, right? <laughs> That's got to be next in the evolution of fighting. I mean. Oh, what more sure. can we do other than just coming in with weapons? We have to fight animals again. We have to take it back to the Coliseum days. No, I think what'll happen the next. People demand more blood. Is is like yeah, the fight worked out? The fights <laughs> just won't be stopped. I think that's the next step. Yeah, is like if you break your arm in an armbar or something, they're like, all right, like keep oh, going. You Man, that, yeah. that that kind of stuff's getting crazy. I mean, they, a boxer died this morning from that fight on I think Friday night. Um, Shane, we look up what his name was. It was. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they, he fought Friday night, I think, got knocked out in the 11th, and went directly, left the fight, went directly into surgery, has been in a coma <laughs> for like two or three days, and pronounced dead this morning no from boxing. Yeah. So also, I think the NFL has a finite timeline as well, man, because you see, you're seeing all these players now that are just fucked up. Like some of the older players, um, there's, some, there's some videos about it, at least in the boxing realm. They show these boxers at the beginning of their career, and at the end of their career in interviews, and it's a completely different person. 
You know what's what's weird about like mankind is we'll see that stuff and I guess those with empathy will be like, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. But you'll still watch the fight the next week. You sure. Know, if there's a big sure. if there's a big fight, you're gonna watch mm-hmm. it. Like we're just natural. Like we want to be good. <clears> well, and it's not like they're being forced to do it. They're getting paid pr- pretty well sure. a lot of times. Well, actually, not a lot of times. Th- these are just the pros that we see. But it's done on an amateur level. Yeah. Like all these amateur UFC fights you see and shit. Yeah, and these amateur boxings. They're just fucking themselves up for almost <laughs> zero dollars. For a hope, yeah, yeah, one day. Is that why Floyd Mayweather can't read? Because he got hit in the head times? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that, by the way. <laughs> they, they, they were sharing a meme about, about this. And I'm always in the dark with this kind of stuff for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because I'm the old married guy with kids but just pop culture i do not know and i didn't know that floyd mayweather apparently or what's the word he's a poor reader yeah and, a and it was reader. Dude, he's it a was, homeless reader it was, it was bad uh, yeah i think like may i think uh 50 cent tweeted at him yeah dude he's something like he was gonna give him seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or some some crazy dollar amount if he could read like a couple pages of harry potter <laughs> fucking through that or, or it was uh dr seuss i think even was it yeah something okay. like that <laughs> it was something childish it was a childish book <laughs> um all 50 yeah yeah i mean human i mean with, the, with people getting messed up in sports i mean what are you going to, I mean, that's just what people do. Yeah. You know, you want to do something crazier. If you're like, oh, it's so terrible that these NFL guys are, you know, have Parkinson's or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, my cousin died from heroin. So, like, you know, that's, he was way younger, you know. I wonder, like, back I mean, in the days, they had, like, a piece of leather on their head. Like, we're yeah. super padded up with crazy technology, but, like, we're fucking ourselves up more. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not getting rid of, like, they're not getting rid of Viagra and, like, how many people that jacks up, you sure. know. Sure. Yeah, well, Two I mean, but fun you, also, activities. you also have to think about the the type of athletes that we're seeing now versus now, 100 yeah, years ago. Strong. I mean, the think about it: 100 years ago, you black athletes didn't play with white athletes. <laughs> you know what it's I'm true. saying? You guys so, are trying to keep so it fair. You have, <laughs> yeah. So you have a, it's a completely different thing. Uh, it's a completely where it gets weird though, or when you have these kids getting knocked unconscious at nine, yeah. ten, eleven. I played football nine, ten, eleven years old, and I got. Yeah, got I got knocked out a couple times. You know, I, I saw stars a couple times. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any dan- like lasting effects from that, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a scary thing, man. Your brother's over here shaking his head in agreement. You do, apparently, you do have. I'm totally okay. Yeah, with oh it. yeah, he's like this. Re- he has to listen to me every week. He's to talk. <laughs> it's gotta suck. Hey Shane, did you get that guy's name? That yeah. boxer, Maxim Dadashev. Yeah, he was twelve Russian. and one. Whoa, he was twenty eight. Oh, he's 28 years old. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's young. Yeah, he's just young done. Dude, was he, he's a U.S. guy? No, he's a uh, Russian. Uh, they put him in a coma that say, night. weird name. Uh, induced a coma, and he just Damn. didn't make it. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. All right. I, hope, I hope he got paid. No kidding. Huh, yeah. interesting. I, well, I, he obviously lost the fight, so he, I don't he, know. If he, he lost, yeah. I, I think I, it's it's what they're doing for. I mean, it's their choice, like you said. It's the, the risk to make that kind of money because mm-hmm. something that like I mean, because they can't. Yeah, it's only the one percent that's making it, but you can. That's you're set. I mean, Conor McGregor is one of the highest net worth sure. fighters out there right now, and mm-hmm. he's not even winning fights still. Like you're selling a brand. Yeah, he doesn't have to do anything anymore. And and it's it's the risk you're taking. It's so, a risk. Like, it I mean, all I'm comes sure. back to bear fighting. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm sure, like, you guys remember being in and stuff, you always hear, um, like, oh, why are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars when there's soldiers out there? I was like, because when I was deployed, I played foosball. Anybody can play foosball. I was like, to throw a football the way that those athletes do, 
you have to train for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Like you don't just, just like, Oh, anybody can do it. It's not manual labor. What we did is manual labor or or desk work. Like, so to say that we deserve to get paid those millions of dollars, they have a skill that very few people can obtain and to obtain it, they have to train their entire lives. Yeah. I love when the troops are used as an example for a really stupid (laughs) fucking point. Cause it's never the troops that are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's so always true. like some 19 year old, yeah. like with purple hair. That's Who's like never served There's soldiers out mm-hmm. there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is like when you when you speak against a, a conflict or a war, you don't support the troops like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want them true. there. Like, I don't want <laughs> them involved in con. I don't want their lives put in danger for something that I don't think it should be, you know, yeah. like and then they'll just they'll throw out. Well, you don't support the troops. No, motherfucker. I was a troop. Like, it's not you don't support them. You just. You disagree with the way they're being utilized. Sure. It's a completely different thing. People are fucking stupid, man. <laughs> right. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, the an example of that though, like when I watch a basketball or, or like a football team or something like that, like they make a, an excellent catch or an excellent pass. Like there's maybe one out of a hundred times I might be able to make that catch. I might be able to make that. Skateboarding is a completely different thing. Skateboarding is like a science, you know. Um, and I like I grew up watching skate videos all the time like that's just what we did like in high school we just watched skate videos like the new zero videos out let's watch it whatever uh but i just recently started watching some of these new guys and i know i'm probably gonna sound super aged here but this nijah guy do you know what i'm talking about unbelievable like i've never seen like if you put him against the you know your big names from back in the day like your jamie thomas and and all that kind of stuff blow him out of the water not even not even the same sport yeah literally two totally different things crazy how good he is have you ever uh, watched the SLS, mm. the Street League skateboarding? No. So Rob Deirdrick has basically created like an NBA for skateboarding. Okay. And it's dope. Like if you ever get the chance to go, I went. I went to one in Chicago and I went to one in Atlanta, and I want to go to a different one. But I mean, they're amazing. But Nyjah's insanely good. But they have people literally coming out of nowhere, unsponsored kids, like coming out of Brazil. When I was in Chicago, this kid who won it, like. Nobody knew who he was. They weren't even selling like crap with his name on it. Yeah. But you could tell like because they're selling a brand, you know, like you're going to hear about Michael Jordan more than you're going to hear about literally anybody I don't know, mm. you know. So you could tell like Nigel would land something. He'd like put his hand on the ground, but they give him a higher score. And like the crowd was audibly booing Nigel because the judges were being biased because oh, they wanted yeah. to carry their golden boy through because he's a face of skateboarding now exactly it's good yeah. for the brand it's yeah. good for the sport yeah. exactly but this kid because like the judges were like Shit, these people are actually like throwing drinks at us and stuff <laughs> like it got it got rowdy in there and i was with my wife at the time and she was like what's happening i was like well he did this and this and this and this and she was like god you guys are assholes and i was like no like he's better who cares if he's not a name like yeah and that's the that's the shitty part, part like you were talking about conor mcgregor super paid but he's still losing it's all about the brand, though. So is Deerdix SLS, is, is that kind of moving away from all that as far as, like, Not yet. hyping up one dude? I well, it's, yeah, no, it's a great example because, again, back to the entrepreneurship of it because, like, I want to be an influencer, tell people how to start their businesses, and a lot of that, you know, some people aren't into business, they're into sports. They want to be a professional skater, a baseball player, whatever it is. And it's hard to get them to understand that you can train your hardest and literally be the best and still not be successful in that field. So you got to ask yourself, do you want to be, you know, the world's best skateboarder or do you want to be the world's most famous skateboarder? Mm -hmm. Because most of your job, 
once you learn the fundamentals is obviously you're going to still have to practice, but it is marketing. It's selling yourself like back to the Conor McGregor thing. Like he lost in most people on the street that don't follow fighting. Don't know the other guy, um, Khabib. And you'd say that name, they'd be like, who? But an average Joe knows who Conor McGregor is. And mm. it's because of his marketing, his how he ran it. And it, that goes with anything. If you want to be a musician, there's people that I know that play the guitar in their you know dorm room that are just as good as any professional musician. But no one will ever hear them because they just stay in their dorm room and play. Mm. So until you actually, it is a business. If you want to be a professional athlete or a professional at anything, it is self-marketing. Sure, sure. And that, well, that's, I work with musicians for a large chunk of my living and it's, it is all, it's a huge chunk of it is marketing for sure. Like you can spend, you know, 40 K recording an album and and all that. But if you have no marketing dollars to back it, no one's going to hear your album. It's done. Like it's just going to, you're going to release it and that's it. After that, it's over. Cool. You made a a record, you know, for sure. So kind of to mix in with like the pet rock thing, all I do is just like try to mix it with. I mean, well, you'll, I mean, it'll make sense in a second. So, like, because the only thing I do is like try to figure out how everybody else did their thing. And like what Caleb was saying with McGregor and stuff, like Rob Deirdrick, he's not, there was no moment like when Tony Hawk did the 900. There was no moment when like Burnquist took gold when he was down to like, you know, the bottom 11. Like, there's, there's not a lot of that out there for, you know, other people like that. And Rob Deirdrick, he was like, he's good, but nobody nobody cares. Right. Like, you know, so he was like, shit, this is never going to work. He was like, I could I could laser flip all day. I could I could figure out a thousand things. Nobody's going to give a shit. So he literally went to a hypnotist. It was this uh, interview he did on Larry King. He went to a hypnotist, and he was like, program me. Like, he literally told me, he's like, program me to be successful. <laughs> and they were like, what? And he was like, I'm sick of being broke. He's like, I work my ass off. I skate all day. He's like, I got shin splints like crazy. He's like, the arches of my feet are literally decaying. He's like, program me to be successful. And within the the next two years, he renewed his contract. Because even the company that DC, they were like, hey, man, we'll give you two more years. But then, then we're kind of done with you. Mm-hmm. So he went and paid for somebody to like style some sneakers so he could sell his shoes was selling the hell out of his shoes. And after two years, like, yo, your shoes are selling really well. You're a shit skater, but your shoes are doing good. Mm-hmm. Sign you up for another two years. And every and it was and he would only do two-year contracts. And he was just just ra- racking the money up higher and higher and higher every single time. And then DC got bought out by, I want to say it was uh, Converse or somebody. They were like, oh, we're big enough. You're getting big enough. We'll consume you and make you bigger. And they were like, why the hell are you paying this Rob Deirdre guy this much money? He's not even a skater. And they're like, his shoes sell, like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So after he lost his ability to do business with DC, he, you know, went the the reality star route because he had made enough contacts. I mean, when you got enough money, you can pretty much meet and talk to whoever you want. Sure. So, you know, knowing that people did that, the first thing I did is I drove down to Beale over by Topps Burgers, and they have a hypnotist over there. And I was like, yo. Is that why you went to the hypnotist? <laughs> yeah. I was like, nice. fucking Did fix you say make thing. me successful? No, I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I want to be, I want to be worth 10 million in 10 years. And like, I did like a year's worth of bullshit, you know, whatever. And I started delegating to these guys. And now things are better and I do less work. So, sure. 
What, what is is Ratchet Hatchet both of uh, both of your first businesses? I know it's not yours, actually, correct? Right. So, but uh, but I, I had a small cabinet business, and I was done with that. And sure. then that's why you told me that. Yeah, yeah, but then I opened up the Ratchet Hatchet, and I met Caleb, and Caleb, I'll let him take the. Um, it's not my first experience. I have a fitness clothing line, and I've had a couple other failed ventures from the past. Okay. Um, a lot mostly just management experience, but it, this is the first brick and mortar one that I've had. Yeah, sure. It's, it's on this kind of level, mm-hmm. so it's definitely new. So, so what's next then? Is 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 there looking into possibly setting up additional ratchet hatchets or uh, franchising opportunities? Uh, or oh, way way ahead of you. <laughs> so, well, no, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah that, that's um, what I'm saying. What's next? Yeah. No, so um, it's, sure. There's some like I wouldn't say heavy legal issues but there's some stuff going on with our franchises that it's it's fun it's something different with your every day. franchise you already have people franchising we, we're, here. we're making moves to do that as soon okay. as possible we grow we're huge believers in um what how's the phrase go be getting broke is part of the process staying, staying broke, broke isn't we accumulate money from the shop and we spend all of it on growth like we want to grow as fast as possible and you do that by taking the risks you know we could say um like you were saying, with the ratchet hatchet right now, we could all do nothing. We could watch Netflix all day, get the occasional call from the manager maybe a few times a month, and we'd all be living very comfortably. Mm. But we don't want to do that. We want to keep growing. Um, and I think everybody has that level. Uh, Tom, our landlord, real smart guy. Drug <laughs> he, he, <laughs> might, he, might be a, he might be a criminal. He's very successful, and we, we don't understand but, um, you know, he made a good point is you always have to remember your goal because people get caught up in make more money, make more money, make more money. But there is a lifestyle you're shooting for. And you have to remember that. Granted, my ambitions are super lofty and I want to be violently successful. So I know how far I have to go is still a long, long journey. But you still have to keep in mind that it's a lifestyle I'm looking for, not a set amount of money. So once I get to a point, you know, that's what I'm working for. I don't want to work my entire life. I want to work hard now so I can have the best life. But yeah. As far as like, like future plans, um, for, for the shop. So, <clears throat> I mean, definitely one of the things we definitely want to do is, is have multiple locations, whether we own them ourselves or whether we franchise that out, that's still something that, that we need to piece together. You know, a, a lot of businesses, when they first start, if, if they get a good thing going, they immediately want to, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of shift gears and maybe start focusing on, on something and kind of take their eye off the ball or have just lofty ambitions of franchising and, you know, without a, a, at least a structure in place. And so, we're, we're super ambitious and we, we want to do those th- kinds of things, but we do want to create a nice solid structure first that we can, you know, hand over to someone who, who essentially bought a franchise from us, who's trusting us to say, okay, here's, you know, here's, here's, here's the system. Now it's up to you to make this. Well, yeah. You know, well, you need to have, work. you need to have additional things just aside from the concept because it's not a new concept. So sure. you need to provide <laughs> spe- specific like marketing goals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the logo, all, all that stuff, stuff that's proprietary to right. Ratchet Hatchet that separates you all from, from separate hatchet throwing. Well, we just, we right? just want our, our vibe to be, because yeah. most places they're like, a, they're literally just, this is, it's competitive dart throwing, but yeah. hatchet throwing bar. And this was a conversation that we had with Mark drunkenly, which is honestly some of the best conversations we'll ever have in business. Um, when you go to a restaurant, like what is that monetarily? That's your that's your friends' parents who had the best food and the nicest living room. You monetize 
the living room and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. If you have, well, we have the hatchet, you know, you, we did monetize the fun backyard. Now, most people, their hatchet is more of like a arcade Dave and Buster's kind of vibe. I don't want that vibe. I want to maintain the trashy backyard. Like, yeah, I can come in here and like, you know, throw my bottle against the wall. Please don't do that, by the way. But I'm just saying like you get that you get that vibe where you're like at any moment we could be blackout drunk and it would be okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so we want to monetize other things like I'm a huge board game fanatic. These two guys know and also hate it about me, but I love strategy. So I want to I want to take and mash things together like hatchets and darts is what we do now. Like you, you take this and you take that and you mash them together. Like I want to take like pick a board game like Guess Who or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, what do you do with this? Well, you make it and then you set it up where you know it's whatever. And now instead of like flipping them down and guessing, you take baseballs and you got to knock out the pictures. Like you know something just absolutely wild where you're like, yeah. You get to go in there and, and break all these things. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. Because like, but you gotta feed like people's most animalistic desires. I mean, that's why strip clubs are super successful. It's it's the most basic primal thing in our mind. After that, you know, murdering and shit like that. Not please don't do that. Also, but I'm just saying, like, you know, think about it. Like any fighting, people fucking love it because it's it's primal. Hatchet throwing is the same thing, man. You you know that you're learning this skill because this is how people. Were taken out back in the day. Mm. I mean, we all seen Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Probably not Caleb. He's too <laughs> young. But I mean, you get that Sully vibe, and you're like, ah, you know, yeah, he knows he gets it. <laughs> Thank you. That's Sully vibe. Thank you. But I mean, that's the thing. So I just want to take take fun, childish things and just make them like drunkenly acceptable, and also like way funner and cooler than they were. So sure. as far as other ventures, we we definitely have enough irons in the fire once we have the money to. Pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about the the crew that that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of is we each. I mean, obviously, we all have our, our strengths and weaknesses, but ours fit together so amazingly. Like David, David is the visionary and the guy who just comes up with just random stuff that you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. But the more you think it over, the more you're like, wow, that's actually a good idea. And no one's ever like, no, like I don't know if he's gonna bring one up. I don't know we're all, up, okay, good, yeah. Yeah, don't we'll bring up anything that, proprietary. Yeah, we'll keep that under wraps, but there, there's a really cool idea that, that he has. And every single person that we talk to is like, that's a winner. That sounds dope. Like, why isn't anyone doing that right now? Yeah. Um, and so we're there, there's definitely more stuff to come. This is kind of our first little baby that we're gonna, you know, hatch and 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 treat her right and, and dress her up but then uh there, there's more kids on the way yeah we and we all do work really well together it's kind of opposite of what you were saying like working with david's very fun because like what you were saying how you're like oh i want to do that you're like but what's stopping me you're like why not do that david's mindset is wired completely different he's like we should do this and you're like what hold up <laughs> and he's yeah. like he's like instead of saying that won't work his first thought is like this will work and you're like no it's like 50 things saying it won't. And you're like, it's, well, it's ready, right. fire, aim for sure. Yeah. Love it. So it's definitely a blast. <laughs> no, yeah. tell them about. <laughs> so I wasn't there for this. I just know how I am. And so these guys first meeting me, they were like, I don't know. But tell them about that conversation you had when you were like, hey, when I first met this dude, I was like, I'm not taking this fucking guy out in public. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that I guess that's like a, a team building part we all kind of went through is because, like, I'm very, like, sheltered. I don't like going outside. Um, I don't like being around. <laughs> Human like, interaction. I like business and things like this, but, like, very controlled. Mm. I'm not a, I, I don't like being in the axe range, per se. 
And just kind of a side note, I think that's another reason we were saying why we're successful is not to say there's a lot of other great axe ranges out there, but also I feel like a lot of these axe ranges are people that love throwing axes that are trying to bring it to the world, which is very difficult with that mindset. Whereas we love business and we're trying to bring this to the world. So our mindset is run a business where a lot of these axe ranges that makes it look like we're flying above the competition is because we run ours like a business. And I believe a lot of them are saying like, we love throwing axes, like that's it. And so that's where they're coming from. So it's definitely back to what David was saying. (laughs) We were, I was hanging out with Aisham and and we were driving around and David's very like vulgar to the point says, says what he's thinking, which is all new to me. But like after a while, like I started to realize like the stuff he's saying and like, that come off as kind of abrasive. I was like looking at who he's saying them to or who gets offended by this stuff. And he's not saying anything risky. He's just being out front and there's people. And I was like, after a while, it just kind of hit me. I was like, fuck these people. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so like timid. Like I shouldn't say anything. I don't want to offend this old group at Denny's or something like, no, fuck that. Like worry about yourself. Like in, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near David's level, but it has helped me bring up to that. And so I was mentioning something around those lines to Aisha and was like, you know, how in like the beginning I was like, I was around David and I was like, I don't want to be in public. I was like, he'll bring up something that'll make me just feel uncomfortable. And then after a while it kind of curved off until I was, it probably helped my character. And you said something along the same lines, similar, like, yeah, that's how I was. Yeah. hundred percent. Dude, we were at, I remember we were at IHOP one time and, uh, and, you know, you'd mentioned earlier, I've, I've been in business before. So, you know, I enjoy these kind of casual business conversations where you're usually meeting up at a little tea spot or whatever. And it's the four people at a table that are just kind of, you know, just chit chatting amongst themselves. Well, David's kind of boisterous and just he's there. Like when David walks in the room, you know, you know, he's here. And uh, so we're sitting down at IHOP and there's like just families all around us. And Dave's like, man, fuck these guys and blah, blah, blah. And not like not the people, but just in our normal conversation. And I'm looking over at my shoulder like, oh, man, like my parents are ministers. Like, who? <laughs> but yeah, I, I kept getting all in my head and I, and I wasn't really even listening to what he was saying. But just o- over time, I just learned to just appreciate the fact that that's just that's him. It, it's it's very like genuine. Like, that's another thing. It really is. is. David and I think Aisham's the one that brought this up up is David's the only person I've seen that is a hundred percent the same person in front of his in front parents. of his parents dude I came over yeah his, his mom, mom and his dad, and dad were in town like, David's <laughs> like yeah we're gonna go fucking get hammered yeah. and it's, it's not like his parents are like just these crazy ass like his mom's super sweet mild mannered I'm sure she goes to church maybe <laughs> like just good yeah, people yeah, the good only person. Indiana people but they're just that's that's how he is Indiana Indiana people right on we're, we're in Indiana um, I'm an hour west of uh, Indianapolis and okay. two hours south of Chicago. So okay. it's like right on the river. So okay. like my hometown is like population of 12 or something. It's so <laughs> small. Nope. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I love I love where I'm from. It's probably one of the best ways to grow up where you can like go in the city and do all kinds of city stuff. And then like your dad's like, hey, you want to hold this shotgun and run around the woods at the age of 10? I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> so yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> we have some friends in Indiana. Uh, Valparaiso. You know where Valparaiso is? Yeah. Yeah, super nice town. Do like some restaurant stuff up there. And it's stuff. so weird that so many places have the same named city. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a random, random fact. I, I, this like, is why? the only Destin, though. Not you sure. think? There's yeah. got to be a Destin. I've looked for another one. I can't find they it. Pronou- no they, they pronounce it different, right? Like, we say Valparaiso. They say, they say like, Val, Val, Valparaiso. 
I don't think so. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Maybe it is. No, it is. That's a thing. Yeah, he would know. Would you know? Valparaiso and he's a yeah, yeah, huh? Or Elgin. That's when people say potato, potato. I'm like, no one says fucking potato. No, I've never met one person that says potato. Potatoes will potate. Well, sweet. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in. Is there anything else that people need to know about? Obviously, go throw hatchets at the Ratchet Hatchet, downtown Fort Walton. Oh, so we are running a huge promotion with the radio station, and they're hooking us up for sure. So it's going to be broadcast on all their channels, and we are finding... the So the basis of us doing this was creating leagues, um, kind of like a bowling league. Okay. The thing is, nobody wants to compete in an axe-throwing league because <laughs> everybody doesn't know how to throw an axe. You're not going to sign up for something that you don't even know if you can do. So we took it upon ourselves to kind of fix this problem. Got with the radio station. They're going to be promoting it. We choose two companies. Um, classic example, uh, cops and firefighters. And we have them pay in. Uh, the owner, the manager of their corporation will pay in for their employees. Um, and we're throwing a tournament between those two. And the entire week, the radio is going to be like, bringing them in so the cop would actually come in for an interview on the radio and be like, oh, we're going to crush the firefighters. So you're getting, <coughs> you're getting all this publicity. Uh, the company interaction, we could do anything from like two different sushi stores, like Soy Bistro and Domo, see if they want to get in on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We're doing dental offices. We're doing <laughs> Choctaw versus Fort Walton. Just anything right. versus this plumbing company versus this plumbing, mm-hmm. plumbing so company. So. With the help of the radio station, we're going to be able to push that um, – and creatively kind of forcing our hand and be like, hey, check this out. Like, this is normal people doing this. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a prize, not to mention the incentive to get um, free the, the free advertising, saying that your company gets to go on the radio station. If you win, you get another s- highlight spot saying like, hey, this company won, you know, check out this dentist office or whatever company. And we'll get a lot of fun ones. Um, obviously, cops and firefighters is is always a big crowd pleaser, but there's got to be some crazy ones. Gyms. Yeah. yeah, I wish there was another podcast. We could fuck up, Shane. Oh, we'll find something. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll find we'll, something. We'll tag, we'll tag Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? We'll see if he comes out. Yeah, it's worth a shot. <laughs> and by the way, if you guys if you guys are owners and you want to throw down, we are we are the Ratchet Hatchet FWB at Gmail. Hit us up or find us online. I mean, the, you just... Google Ratchet Hatchet Axe Throwing if you're local, and you'll definitely we'll, we'll pop up number one. We're looking for uh, for more people to participate. Again, the the advertisement's huge. Like the radio station station is just going to talk about uh, your your company for pretty much that entire week. The morale building that you can do with your team, having all your people come out and and just have a great time. Uh, the, the competition, the fact that we're going to promote this, the radio station's going to go live uh, on Facebook Live. We're going to go Facebook Live. It's just going to be a great deal. So we're doing that for eight weeks. I'm Eight weeks, yeah, and there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of free advertising for any of the companies that jump in. I mean, literally, they're going to come get interviewed. Well, yeah, they they they, they pay for the for the league, right? But they get basically free advertising out of it. I mean, the there's going to be cash prize, and we're working on what the trophy is going to be. We're obviously going to do like trophies, but I want to do like one of those tiny motorcycles and like, deck <laughs> it out and like put all kinds of cool stuff on it. And everybody keeps telling me no, but <laughs> I keep telling everybody I'm right. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, the we'll be we'll be expanding within the next. Yeah, we'll we'll have some. We'll have a second and third location by the end of 2020, easy. For sure. And after that, we're probably gonna pull the trigger on our other weird ideas. So cool. If you guys want to do some weird stuff. Cool. Well, come back next year and and update us on oh, yeah. uh, on where you are. Hell yeah! Thanks for having yeah, us, man. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, no, I was just gonna say thank you for having us. That's yeah. um, 
I guess last day, we're just trying to build a brand. We do love what we do. This isn't for money. I mean, obviously that is part of the goal, but we want to, we want to create a community here, mm. uh, whether it's our employees, bring up our team, um, the customers, it's, it's definitely gonna be fun. We need like some kind of gimmick. Somebody should say they're going to fight Justin Bieber. <laughs> I'll fight Justin there we Bieber. Hysham's challenging Justin Bieber. Bring it, so bitch. If he hears, maybe Tom Cruise too, because I think they're going fight at them it. both. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Wimpy. Th- yeah. We thanks for coming it. in, guys. We'll see you tonight. Probably Hell yeah. Nine fifteen. Hell Rich yeah. Magic. Cool. Awesome. Right, Later, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see ya. Big dudes to this podcast, whatever it means to you.